Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. This is an encore presentation of Armed American Radio. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And here we go. Today after Garbage Day at the ranch, that means it's a Thoys Day here in the six-hour studios at AAR Ranch. Daniel Defense Microphone fired up for you. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing? Let's get your uh, Clint Eastwood mug up over there. How you doing, my brother from another mother? Uh, not too bad. Thursday means it's pre-Friday. Today's my Friday. Uh, Bill Frady's going to be sitting in for me tomorrow. Yes, he is. For the full day. Because I was supposed to be in Arizona. And, you know, I had things going on and people had changed their plans for me. So I'm going to let that go. So there you have it. So yep. today's a Friday for me. How's that sound? Uh, that doesn't matter that to me. For you, it doesn't matter <laughs> to you. I got you figured out. Would you be kind enough to tell people where they can participate in the chats? Always active and watch the show as long as they're not driving a vehicle or operating some type of heavy machinery. All right, sure, yeah. If you want to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. On the top of that website, you're going to see all the links to watch live, listen live if you're out there driving, the podcast link in case you need to get caught up on anything you may have missed. We've also got the shop link over there if you want to head over and pick you something nice up. And if you would like to join our live chat, well, all you got to do is head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Bing, bang, boom. That'll put you in. Welcome in. All right, guys, let's get started. So our guest in this hour of the program is the great David Codria, who's going to talk a little bit in, in some greater detail about that exchange in the Senate yesterday. With uh, Rainey, Megan Rainey, the Yale leftist, you know, the one being fed by your tax dollars, and uh, Senator John uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana, David Codria, how you doing? Welcome in, my brother. Always nice to be here. And hey, Mark, I'm really glad to hear that uh, Bill Frady's going to be hosting the show. I've uh, been friends with Bill for a long time. I've been on Lock and Load Radio quite a few times, and so good choice. Glad to hear it. Yeah, he's always a really fun guest to have on, too. And I'm a guest on his show in South Carolina. He does a, a local show in Greenville. And I, I love guesting, you know, and doing spots with him. It's a lot of fun. And I like that. And, and the fact that, you know, I, I ask people to move their schedules around for me. And when my house decided to go, yeah, not today. Yeah, I don't want to mess with other, everybody else's schedules. And it's it's good for Bill. You know, he gets a big audience. So good for him. And I'm glad. I'm glad. I, you know, and I didn't think about it. I hope. He, did he call you to ask you to be a guest on the show? <laughs> no, 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 that no, would, he did not. <laughs> because that would be kind of fun, right? There's David Codria back two days in a row. We had Andy Hoosier on all week. I guess this is the first day he hasn't called in all week. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because Bill's a great guy, and he's a lot of fun. And he's going to be taking both hours of the program for us tomorrow, as long as he's got all the right codes and all the right passwords and stuff, which I'm sure he does because he's in a radio studio himself. So, David, 
Let's get started, shall we? Good heavens, good heavens. Just when you think the left can't lower the bar, they lower the bar. In this particular case, you and I talked today. You're familiar with the exchange of Ranny or Rainy or whatever her name is. We'll just call her leftist on the public dole from the, what is she, a Yale public policy? She's the uh, Dr. Megan Rainey of the Yale School of Public Health. And I guess she heads that department. I don't know what that entails. But you're familiar with the exchange in the Senate yesterday, right? I'm familiar with the exchange. I'm marginally familiar with Megan Rainey. Funny thing, uh, if you go to her LinkedIn profile, it shows that she is a uh, health innovators fellow at the Aspen Institute. And I don't know if you remember this or not, Mark, but back, oh, geez, um, I'm thinking back in 2015, so it's been a while, uh, Michael Bloomberg was a guest at the Aspen Institute, which he's a big contributor to, and he made a really uh, uh, statement that he wanted to hide from that basically that minorities should minority males shouldn't be able to have guns until they're 25 right. which is a, a really racist statement and he put the pressure on the aspen uh, uh institute uh pulled the video of the speech okay to help keep it suppressed so that people wouldn't see what he was up to and to find that megan rainey is part of this association with the aspen institute and bloomberg it all ties in doesn't it yeah, I didn't realize it was that long ago that Bloomberg pulled that at Aspen. That was 2015? Yeah. Wow, time is flying. I mean, the, the guys that came to fix my water heater said, how long have you had it in? I said, about three years, and I pulled up the records of the install, and it was 2016. So it's longer than I thought. Time just moves right along. Has there been any further shakedown about that over the years? I haven't really followed much about that. You and I have talked about it before. But Bloomberg yeah, I, I, I think I was, the, I was the only one making noises about it. You know, when Bloomberg would appear with, uh, you know, some minority community leader and I would be, hey, how come they're not, you know, uh, how come they're not questioning him about that? And, of course, it's because with the Marxist agenda, whatever the uh, particular cause that you're espousing today is, it all takes a backseat to the greater agenda. But the, the, the thing about the, uh, the exchange between Kennedy and, um, and Rainey uh, gets into something that I've been talking about for quite a long time. And, of course, the, the headline on Fox News, gun crime expert blasts red state cherry picking by a Yale professor in Senate hearing, calling it political bias. And they, they uh, extensively quote from John Lott there. But the whole business of cherry picking is not something that they do exclusively for uh, trying to say um, – you know, which which states they're they're trying to really to say that red states have, you know, higher homicide rates than than blue states like gun control somehow works, which, of course, is a lie. And what they're doing is they're taking uh, essentially high statistics or higher statistics or higher rates from a place like Louisiana. But it's all predicated on the fact that the, the murders are taking place in the Democrat controlled New Orleans. And if you look at the entire state with a low population state you know if you get a few homicides that makes the rate look particularly higher if you have a relatively low population state uh, but the other place that they're cherry-picking is when they start talking about well the US has more gun deaths than you know than industrialized countries 
And when they talk about industrialized countries, they conveniently leave out uh, places like Russia and Mexico that have higher GDPs than some of the countries that are on the list, that have higher rates of literacy, that have uh, you know better technology than a lot of states that they, that they leave on the list. But they, they leave those out because it doesn't fit their narrative. And so that's what they're doing here as well. They're taking this red state, blue state lie, and they're essentially uh, forgetting the one real key factor, which, again, is something that John Lott pointed out, that all of this is concentrated in small Democrat areas. And if you can take a look at the number of counties in this country that don't have any homicides, and 2% of the counties have over 50% of the homicides, it tells you that something is going on, and it's not gun ownership. Well, Greg, there's the whole show. David just did it. And he summed it right up. So can I start my Friday a little bit early? I, I love when you're on, David. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we did talk earlier today, David and I did. And uh, we did talk about some of this stuff. And, boy, I tell you, you are absolutely spot on on point. And I'll tell you something fun as we continue the conversation. Because I do want to get into the weeds on this. I think it's very, very important that we continue to bring this up. Uh, John will be on the show with me on Sunday to talk about his response to Rainey. You know, he texted me this morning at 6.03 a.m., completely different story. And we'll get into a little bit of that with David as well. But I responded back. I said, got it. Let's bring you on on Sunday to discuss. And then just a few minutes later, I got an alert pop up on Fox News, and there was John's mug up there next to uh, to uh, Kennedy, and he was the second lead story on Fox News, so I'm proud of him. And, and I'm glad it's getting the play that it's getting. I'm glad, you know, I don't think MSDNC, CNN, LOL, or the rest of them are covering it, David. I haven't looked. But the only place I've seen the response from John is Fox. Am I, am I missing something? Did you find it anywhere else? I didn't. I, I, I be honest with you, I haven't gone and looked anywhere else, but it wouldn't surprise me to find you're right. Maybe on the break, I'll look and see. Yeah, I'll do the same thing when we go to a break here shortly. Greg's going to tell us we have 30 seconds coming up soon. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to set this up for you again. Let me set up the exchange that we're going to talk about with David. And there's the 30 second mark. Why do you think that Chicago has become America's largest outdoor shooting range? Now, I love the question and I love the way the way he framed it, Kennedy. And he again, he asked Dr. Megan Rainey of the Yale School of Public Health, and that was at a hearing Monday. I said yesterday it was at a hearing Monday. We started reporting it yesterday. Rainey responded by comparing Chicago to three red states and claiming Mississippi, Louisiana, and Missouri actually have higher firearm death rates. That was her first reply to Kennedy. When we come back, we'll ask David, well, why do you think she did that? And I'll give you some insight into some some of the things that David and I talked about before the show aired today. And we'll discuss it with David Codry. He's going to be here for the hour. Don't go away. We'll be back in four minutes on the flip side of the break.
Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Freedom, passion, and precision. That is Daniel Defense. I have a Daniel Defense DDM4A1 protecting the studio right now. It's doing its job. It's doing its job. It's there in the event that I need it. DanielDefense.com. DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the Six Hour Studios here at AAR Ranch. Daniel Defense Mike fired up for you. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom. X Insurance is presenting it all. And we're continuing the conversation with the great David Codria. David, welcome back. Before we go. Yeah, you, just, uh, you just said something that, uh, that struck, struck a chord in me. Uh, do you hear my fire alarm right now? Um, Can you hear it? No. No. Well, it's doing, it's doing its job, isn't it? It is doing its job. There we go. All right. Isn't that what it's supposed to do? That's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's doing its job. Yeah, and you know, ooh, I, I, I'm going to write that down. Doing its job. And I'll tell you why. Because people, when you hear some of the lefties out there say, they make you feel like if you get rid of your AR-15, somehow you're going to make a school safer. Or nobody needs that gun to defend themselves. How many people actually use that gun to defend themselves? I'm using it right now to defend myself. It doesn't have to be picked up and used to be doing its job, does it, David? Absolutely. Just just like in schools throughout the land, uh, which have you know never had their uh, their fire system go off and spray water all over the place, the, those pipes are doing their job. Which is exactly why you have them. So let's go back. Let's hold on to that thought, because that's important as well. She compared, and I'm talking about Megan Rainey from Yale, comparing the moment she was asked by Kennedy, why is Chicago America's largest outdoor shooting range? Her immediate response was that she compared... Chicago claiming three red states, actually three red states, Mississippi, or she said three states, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Missouri actually have higher firearm death rates. And Kennedy went on, what about Chicago? So let's just stop there. Was that planned? Did she know that going in, or did it just come to mind because she heard the question? Or is this something that they've been reading off of bullet points for years? Was it intentional? That's 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 exactly right. You know, years ago, uh, we had the Gun Truce website back in the '90s, and when we came up with uh, we came up with a list of all the arguments that the gun grabbers use, and a list of uh, you know highlight the soundbite rebuttals for them. And what she's doing is she is exactly reading from bullet points because this is nothing new. They have been saying this for years and years and years. Uh, and and basically, again, we're going back to what I talked about. Uh, before the break, the impact of a relatively small number of homicides on a low population state can create that impression. Okay, but they have been going with gun death rates, and it's a scam. It's designed to defraud the public out of the out of their rights. And this is something you know. We talked about 2015 in the Aspen Institute. Back in 2014, uh, I wrote an article for Jews for the Fire, uh, Preservation of Firearms Ownership, where Kirsten Rand of the uh, Violence Policy Center was making the same point. So again, Mark, you're right on. This is something that's been going on for years and years and years, doing bait and switch, because again, you can take states that have lower populations, and the, the, 
the homicides are going to be taking place in the blue in the red in the blue areas. They're going to take place, and and I did uh, other articles on this too, where you take the like the ten worst homicide cities in the country, and every one of them is a Bloomberg city. Okay, every one of them is a mayor's against illegal gun city. And the other bait and switch that they do is she talks about like New Jersey has a gun ownership rate and uh, because of licensing and restrictive concealed carry permitting as if criminals are going to do any of that kind of stuff. And the other little uh, sleight of mind that they're using on you is when they talk gun ownership rate, because, Mark, you know, and I know that ownership is a moral and a legal concept and criminals don't own their guns they possess them oh that's such an incredible distinction let me stop you and go back to her response first i want to go a little bit deeper for her she knew that going in she knew that she was going to be asked that question or something similar that she Mm -hmm. was going to be able to reply that wasn't the only reply that she had ready was it that's just the one she chose to use at that moment because of Kennedy's question. These are very polished people. So that would insinuate to me that this is discussed beforehand, much like debate preparation, okay? If you don't think for two seconds, DeSantis isn't preparing for his little debate tonight with Commie Newsom, right down the road from me, actually, about 10 miles from me in Alpharetta is where that's occurring today. But you're crazy, because they are. They've been preparing for this for quite some time. So Rainey was prepared for this. That means they discuss it, doesn't it, in advance. When you're asked that question, so the fact that it was three red states was intentional, is my point. Sure. And and it, it's like uh, if you've ever taken any martial arts or anything like that, you develop like a, a muscle memory, you develop a reflex memory, you get an attack from a certain area, and you have this automatic response that just kind of happens because it's ingrained into you, and they do the same thing. And you're right. With the debates, they have people prepping. They have people that are throwing these questions out and throwing these questions out uh, maybe even in practice at, at an unplanned uh, interval to try to throw them off just so that they'll be prepared for it when it happens in real life yeah reason magazine associate editor's name is billy binion you saw this in the column responded on x formerly known as twitter some recent stats mississippi's gun homicide rate roughly 13 murders per 100,000 people louisiana's gun homicide rate roughly 15 murders per 100,000 people missouri's gun homicide rate roughly 11 murders per 100,000 people Chicago's gun homicide rate, roughly 29 murders per 100,000 people. Now, John Lott took to Twitter, and it was a great exchange. I I read the thread. It was a lot of fun to read. Why do you pick just a couple of states to compare? Is that how public health researchers do research? Why don't you look at local crime rates where policing policies are determined and where DAs and judges are almost always selected? David, I'm going to submit to you that she knows that information. She chose and she was coached by whom I don't know, but she was she had that response ready to go, knowing that it was in front of the cameras. It was said it's out there and she doesn't have to respond anymore, does it? Because she knows the rest of the mainstream leftist press that agrees with her agenda is going to continue to push that agenda. Correct. 
and that's the soundbite that she gets out. And, and when this is quoted by MSNBC or CNN, they are going to basically be quoting her and forgetting anything that's a rebuttal. And, and they will not be presenting lots of arguments or anything like that. But, you know, he did he did another study I wrote about back uh, in January of this year. OK, murders in the United States are very concentrated, becoming even more so. Most counties experience no murders, a smaller subset of counties where there are few murders than a minuscule subset of counties where murders are very common. And so when she talks about the conditions, she's never talking about the conditions that take place in Chicago. They don't want to discuss that. They can't discuss that because it makes their whole argument fall apart. And they know that. So instead, what she's talking about is, is she, she brings up things. Well, we, we need to talk about what we can do. We need to. And I, I read an interview she did with the American well, David, Medical hold Association. That hold that thought. The music means we're taking a break, as you know, been a longtime contributor. When we come back, David's going to finish his thought, and then I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some of the things that Dr. Lott pointed out. And keep in mind, we're going to be talking with Dr. Lott. You'll hear from his own words, in his own words. You'll hear from him directly about this subject on Sunday. We'll be right back with David. Two more segments to go. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Indeed, welcome back. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day. Hour one of this broadcast, Monday through Friday, in front of the Daniel Defense Platinum and Powerful Microphone. It's all coming to you from the Sig Sauer Studios. X-Insurance presents it all. Please go out of your way and support all of our partners. Mike Lindell at MyPillow is running some incredible sales over there as we approach the holidays. And I'm talking cheap stuff like six packs of sheets and stuff like 25 bucks. Huge discounts over there. Visit them at MyPillow.com slash AAR. MyPillow.com slash AAR. And when you do that, you can use that promo code. And you, we don't have to sit and tell you. It's all right there for you. It's a beautiful site. Go take advantage of it. Support these people that support your right to keep and bear arms. You just heard the Defender Coffee rejoin coming in. Biggest no-brainer in the world. Drink Defender Coffee and send a portion of the profits to the Second Amendment Foundation. That is a flat-out win-win. There's nobody losing in that. The Second Amendment wins. You get great coffee. Second Amendment Foundation wins, and Armed American Radio wins. An absolute no-brainer. HeavensHarvest.com. Clayton Llewellyn will be here on Tuesday of next week as a guest in the bottom half of the first hour from Heaven's Harvest. Take advantage of that. Get some emergency food supplies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, the day is coming. You're going to wish you had it if you don't. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You can trust me on that one. You will feel better. You will sleep better at night. Heavensharvest.com. Again, use the AAR promo code. And when we come back from the next break, we'll tell you about some of those cool goat guns because they are Way too much fun. Way too much fun. David Codria, welcome back inside the Six Hour Studios with me, brother. I want to let you finish your thought from the previous segment and then dig a little bit deeper into John Lott's response here to this woman. And and I guess she responded, too. So we'll, we'll cover that as well. But go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was talking about uh, when she was interviewed by the American Medical Association a couple of years ago. And she made a statement that kind of kind of shows 
the mindset of these people and the tricks that they use. Because she says, we talked about the very real health effects of firearms injury and then address firearm injury in death the same way that we talk about every other form of injury and illness as a health problem. Well, yeah, firearm injury and death is, in fact, a health problem. But there's a bait and switch right there because they're not talking about firearm injury and death as a health problem. They're talking about firearms ownership right, as the right. health problem. And that's the bait and switch trick that they use. And so in treating it like a health problem, what does she say we ought to do? Oh, well, you know, we need safe storage to keep children from, you know, getting access to a gun and, and killing themselves. Well, fine and good. Yes, you know, those of us who are responsible gun owners do in fact practice safe storage we know though that you can't mandate safe storage because no one size fits all and you don't want to have a gun locked up separate from its ammunition in case you need it because then it just becomes a paperweight and it's useless to you uh, she talks about we need education well guess what the place where the murders are most prevalent uh, you know kids graduate from high school and they can't do third grade math and they can't do third grade English so that doesn't work either and that's that's you know you can thank your communist uh, um, incompetent teachers unions in the cities for, for doing that. Then she talks about, well, we need to make guns safer because we did the same thing for cars. And, well, what are you, you talking about, putting a seatbelt on the AR-15? No, what they're talking about is they're talking about these useless smart guns, which is totally a non-starter from the word go. And she talks about everything but where the problem lies because they can't because – you know, it's just something that for, for one reason or another, if you're talking disease, uh, you know, you, 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 you don't want to talk about, you know, where the pathogens are, I guess. And, well, you know, the, the, David, the, founder, the founders in their wisdom, though, let me just finish this. The, the founders mm-hmm. in their wisdom, though, set up the antibodies for that. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Set up the antibodies for that. I love it. So, again, a question that is, is kind of tough to answer. But I'm going to ask it anyway. How can okay. a woman who is the dean of the Yale public, whatever it is she does, she's the dean of something at Yale. She's not a stupid person. Okay. I, I'm not insinuating that she's stupid. Why does she act so stupid? Does she not understand that we see right through this? Or is it a case of, look, I actually believe this, and her agenda is clouding her ability to critically think this through what she's saying. She's talking to Congress when this comes out of her mouth. Does she not know this can be picked apart? Does she not understand that if you remove Baton Rouge and New Orleans from Louisiana, Louisiana's crime numbers are virtually nil? Does she not figure out if you take Atlanta out of Georgia? Does she not understand if you take Montgomery and Birmingham or whatever, a Democrat-run city and the ones that she chose or whatever she chose in Mississippi, does she not know that? She's got to know that. Or doesn't she? It's a legitimate question. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, one would think she's got to know it, and if, if she does know it, and then she's, she's uh, taking this tack anyway, then uh, then that that's uh, something else. And, and it, in a way, it reminds me of Atlas Shrugged, where uh, all the leaders and captains of industry and government and all that uh, oh. were basically poltroons and incompetents and uh, and uh, and essentially con men. 
Okay, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to attribute that to her because I don't know her. I do know that in many cases, people can be very brilliant in one field and not have the common sense of a colony of clams on the other. Okay, so what are you going to do? Uh, you know, it's it's my basic objection to when they tell pediatricians uh, to advise on safe storage, and I come back and say, well, what's your credentialing? What's your certification? Is your risk management, your health insurance, going to cover malpractice? If you give the wrong advice and somebody gets killed, do you have credentialing in this area? Or is it the fact that you're a doctor and everybody thinks if you're smart in this field, you must be smart in others? And if that's the case, hey, doc, you know, every time I get over 35 miles an hour, my car makes this pinging noise. What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Totally unqualified to answer that question. You know, he's qualified enough to ask you if you have guns in your house, right? So we can continue your health <laughs> questions. On a yeah. question, yeah, I'm being facetious. Obviously, let's go yeah. into some of this that that uh, that John Lott pulled back. Anybody knows that law enforcement is overwhelmingly a local issue. How much money you spend on police? What the police policies are are going to be are decided locally. District attorneys are almost always elected locally. Judges are almost always elected locally. Who gets arrested? Who gets charged? How you prosecute the cases and the judges? That makes the decisions on sentencing are all local decisions. Statistically, it is more dangerous. This is what he told. Uh, this is what Kennedy told her. It is more dangerous to be a young and black, young, young, young and black, excuse me, in New Orleans than it was to be a Marine in the Battle of Fallujah during the height of the insurgency in Iraq. Those are the numbers. Last year, my city had the highest murder rate in the country, twice the murder rate of Atlanta, twice. Our murder rate was up 141 percent. Now, the Heritage Foundation got involved because the Democrats, as we know, have been, you know, cherry picking these things, as, as we were pointing out here. But as you can see from this table, take New Orleans from the Heritage Foundation, take New Orleans murder rate out, and Louisiana's murder rate falls by over 15%. Now, apparently Joe Scarborough mocked Kennedy over the exchange and said, and take Chicago's murder rate out, and Illinois falls by a shocking 55%. Now, I didn't see Scarborough's mock of Kennedy. Don't care about Scarborough. But the point is well taken that if you remove these murders from Democrat-run cities from red states... Well, I mean, there's your answer. And, and I have to sit and question. She has got to know that. She has to know that. She's not a stupid human being. And if she knows that and she continues to talk in front of Congress and the media and the American people and doesn't tell you that, then she is a devious, evil, lying monster if she knows that and withholds that information. So correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to argue with you on that. And, and all I'm going to add to that or punctuate that with is you can take all the members of the NRA, Gun Owners of America, Second Amendment Foundation, Citizens Committee on the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership, uh, National Association of Gun Rights, uh, all the state organizations, and, and you can count, you're going to come up with probably about 10 million gun owners. And when's the last time one of us did a drive-by shooting or robbed a liquor store or, you know, killed somebody in anger or, you know, did any of these bad things that that are really the problem in this country? And, And, of course, the answer is none of us have. As much as they want it to be the case, it never happens. That's why they continue to lie and gaslight the American public. When we come back, we're going to cover some of David's stories that you can read over at Amoland.com. One more segment with the great David Codria. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show. DanielDefense.com. Great company. Now, I've, I've got some fun stuff. We did a, a little trivia question, I guess, during the chat, Greg, for those that are in the, in the chat over there. And we did this before. Uh, Barbara won last week. And this week, it looks like Martin won. So if you want to participate, we get some cool stuff out. Get you a mug, sweatshirt, AAR hat, really cool stuff, and we'll send it out. Greg, you can grab Martin's information from him from the chat. Get me the information, and it's a lot of fun. Well, this was the one to pick. Yeah, because it was a Twilight Zone episode. I threw something fun out. Who was the who? Who? Well, what episode was it with the famous lines in a Twilight Zone episode? Another You're reason. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. And it was Billy Mummy when he played the little monster that wished the people out in the cornfield, right? Famous right. episode. So, yeah, I've been watching a couple days worth of that stuff, kind of binge watching that stuff. Another so, reason right. to join our chat. Another reason to join the chat and have some fun. Welcome back in the Six Hour Studios. X Insurance presents it all. Daniel Defense microphone fired up for you. All of our partners are available to you at armedamericanradio.com. David Codria, welcome back. We have one more segment with you. Let's segue over to you because you follow these cases and this is what I love about having you as a source appeals court rules California can continue doxing gun owners to agenda researchers now this I think you and I talked about this on the daily show when this first happened but bring us up to speed and what's the appeals court obviously it was appealed and yet again and appeals court rules yeah go ahead keep going after gun owners have at it take it away yeah, the uh, Fourth Appellate District Division Division One Court of Appeal for California said that California's Department of Justice uh, has been permitted to share identifying information of more than four million gun owners collected by the state during the background check process for firearms purchases with qualified research institutions. Okay, which is uh, this is the enactment of Assembly Bill 173, which allows for a database of all kinds of uh, information. This personal information, uh, name, address, what you got, and everything else uh, that they're going to be sharing with, among other people, uh, the Garen Wintemute of uh, University of California, Davis, California Firearm Violence Research Center. And this is a guy that uh, I had a run-in with several (laughs) years ago because he he was going around gun shows and he was recording people without their knowledge, okay, and, uh, you know, and thinking who who can we use, uh, you know, to uh, make end private sales in gun shows and also if we see any crimes, we can report them to the police. Police. And so I put out a warning uh, saying, you know, this is a violation of uh, gun show policy. You're not allowed to be going around surreptitiously recording people uh, for purposes like this. And so I put out his picture. I put a warning, said, if you see this guy doing this, go to security and tell security, you know, what's going on so that they can take they can take care of it and keep everybody's privacy safe. And uh, that, that showed up in the media as I put out a wanted poster on him. Okay? <laughs> and and he's been advised to have to wear a ballistic vest and, and somehow or other saying, go tell security equates to me somehow or other 
ginning up the mob to go and get this guy. And uh, it got all the way up to uh, Nature Magazine, the periodical <laughs> Nature, which, you know, was forced uh, because because I, I basically hounded them until they published a retraction, which wasn't even a complete retraction. But the funny thing was, and I may have told you this back when it was happening, uh, when I'm corresponding with these people, I'm getting back emails from them, Dear Dr. Kodria. <laughs> uh, stolen you know, medical valor. <laughs> but, yeah, but but the but the bottom line is that uh, this is uh, Rob Bonta, and these are the people that you'll recall, you know, were so lax with their uh, database that they went ahead and they outed all kinds of uh, gun owners who had applied for concealed carry permits, and and they yeah. negligently, you know, uh, let all this information escape out into the wild to where people had names of people who applied for concealed carry permits. And well, so, I don't, listen, I don't have to remind you, you're outside Cleveland. By the way, a lot of snow on the ground up there? Just curious? No, just just, just a touch, but it's, it's getting okay. cold. Well, you recall when the Cleveland Plain Dealer did that a number of years ago, when we went after him hardcore. We're going back a decade on that, but the Plain Dealer did the same thing in Ohio. Yeah, and, and uh, the uh, uh, USA Today's Gannett uh, publication was doing something similar in New York. Hey, can I real quickly go back to right at the start of this segment yes. on something that's non-sequitur to what we're talking about? Yes. Billy Mooney, Twilight Zone, <laughs> wished it into yeah. the cornfield Anthony. The guy yes. that he wished into the cornfield was the jack-in-the-box head. What was the album that he received for his birthday? Perry Como. There you go. Right. I, I, are you kidding me? Because, listen, if I go back and watch that episode, I swear to you, ladies and gentlemen, watch the episode. It's called It's a Good Life. It, great stuff on Twilight Zone. But if you go in there towards the end, it starts to snow outside. All right. And there because the kid's a monster, he makes it snow. And the guy says they're going to kill. the. It's going to kill the crops. Well, he grabs his tie and he does a Rodney Dangerfield and he sounds and looks just like Rodney Dangerfield to the point. I searched it and went, was he in that episode? Because he was born in 1921. Right. He was yeah. he would have been in his 40s during that. I thought, was that him? It was not him. But I swear to you, it was the weirdest thing. I made my wife and kids watch it yesterday till we got back from dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, let's see. David's up on that Twilight Zone stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony. He, he played a little Anthony. I had one other Amoland article I wanted to, to call. Well, two, actually. One is uh, how in Illinois, uh, Mom at Arms, which is a great website, uh, yes. Mom at Arms, I, I can't uh, you know give these people enough compliments. They basically put together a tree showing how the judges in Illinois who uh, voted on the Supreme Court to keep the assault weapons ban in place are in bed with Governor Jay Pritzker. Uh, he contributed buku money to their campaigns, and uh, it's just absolute judicial corruption. But the other one I wanted to call quickly to your attention is Musk lawsuit against Media Matters also serves gun owner interests. And, of course, you know Elon Musk is going after Media Matters and going after right. some others for basically lying about him. But what, what I got into was I got into Media Matters a little bit, and I figured it would amuse you to know that I brought up how they were attacking you and me. Oh, you brought that story up again? Oh, that was yes. a good one, too. Because, ladies and gentlemen, these people are, are so devoid of any integrity at all. They misquoted me in print 
and they were stupid enough to put an MP3 up of our actual discussion, David's and I discussion, where you could go in and see that their quote was false. Yeah, these these are these are just insidious people. So, David, I want to thank you for being here again today. It's always a pleasure to have you here, particularly on my Friday. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you're a, a Twilight Zone. Here's a here's the question for you on the Twilight Zone. We'll stay on that real quick as we go to this the break here at the top of the hour. Do you remember what city that uh, episode occurred in? The the fictional city because it was in Ohio. No, I know they had several several Ohio. One was Willoughby, but Ohio? no, I don't think it was. Oh, Willoughby. that's the one on the train. Willoughby. Exactly. Next stop, Willoughby. No, next, this next one stop was Willoughby. <laughs> David's a fan. I love it. Yeah, and then the guy jumps off the train thinking he's going to be there. Yeah, Willoughby was like uh, heaven. Now, it was Pike, Pikesville, Ohio. The rest of the Pikesville. world had disappeared. And this kid, yeah, kept this little small village in Pikesville, Ohio. Fun stuff, fun stuff. David Codria, waronguns.com is where you can find everything David Codria writes. Thank you, David, for being here and that ev- for everything that you do. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will be back at the top of the hour, six minutes after. We have a lot more to cover for you. I can promise you we're not going to get to all of it, but we'll cover as much of it as we can. Carry on, carry off, and carry absolutely everywhere. Never leave your cave without your club. See you at 6 after. You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 